How's the ongoing pandemic affecting the financial world? What about your retirement? What about the elections? What's this going to do to dividend paying stocks, real estate? What about the recent layoffs? How's all this going to affect your money? How's all this going to affect your lifestyle? What should you be doing? Well, we were recently interviewed on the Mary Flynn Show about this very thing. And coming up next is that interview. Are you ready? It's the On The Money Podcast with Jerry and Nick Royer. Authors, radio show hosts, TV personalities, retirement wealth coaches. On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer starts right now. And here we are back, Mary Flynn, on your hometown weekend, AM 950, FM 94.9. Happy to welcome back two favorite guests of ours on the show. And boy, do we need to hear from them now as we deal with the uh, financial impact of all this pandemic craziness. Because one way or another, uh, many of us are saying, what next? And do I have enough? And how much have I lost? And can I get it back? And and so on and so forth. So I want to welcome, um, you know, favorite friends here, Jerry and Nick Royer from Group 10 Financial. Welcome to you two. Mary, good to be back. Yes, happy to hear you again. Yes, and yes. Happy, to, happy to talk with you. And I'll just let our guests know, because they're probably familiar with you f- from, from past shows. Jerry, you are a 55-year veteran in the financial world, a registered financial consultant, author, and... Um, Talking about retirement, you've been a retirement coach. You are a retirement coach. Uh, Nick, a 20-year veteran in the financial arena, and um, only one of about 100 master registered financial consultants in the world. So TV personality, NBC, ABC, and and here, which takes precedence over everything, your hometown yes. weekend. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> add, add those numbers together, that's a lot of years. That's a so lot of years. And, and if you add mine in, and we're talking celestial. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the good, the good thing about radio is nobody knows how old you guys really are, except for me, of course, because I'm here looking at you guys. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I keep getting younger and younger. <laughs> that's okay, because, you know, there's hair stuff that can color the gray out, right? Right. Um, but was, I'm getting to that point now where I almost need to start that myself. I I was telling Nick today, Mary, about uh, our web page or changing some pictures. And I said, I need to update my picture. I don't want to look like Dear Abby and be 86 years old oh. and look like I, I'm at the high school prom. <laughs> yeah. I think her picture was from like, what, 1970 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, uh, anyway, it's always fun to be with you. And and especially now because we, we have important stuff to talk about because this year, mm-hmm. uh, 2020, and people are joking about the whole 2020. Um, uh, somebody was made a comment on Facebook or posted something about, um, uh, you know, hindsight being 2020. And they said, well, we have to kind of take a look at what that really means now and, and, and everything. Everything is out of the ordinary. So from the financial standpoint and what we're looking at for our, our future, I mean, we're talking about not only the future, the present, the future, the past, what we've done, what we need to do going forward. So what what have you been seeing out there? What's going on? Well, you know, I was just looking at a CNBC article and there's a, and I have a whole stack of them here, but I, there's a, full that, a few that I pulled out. And one uh, from CNBC says that nearly 14% of Americans have wiped out their emergency savings Wow! during this whole pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. 14%. Wow. And then I read another article that said that 28 million Americans currently face eviction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Disney just uh, announced what they're going to lay off 28,000 people. Right. Yeah. You know, all these. Oh, my things. gosh. Yeah. I mean, that's the worst news. And I got that here. 
um, if, in in California and Florida and Florida. Yeah. And I think we I think we had to have seen this coming. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, everything's been shut down, right? And and um, uh, from you know, from attendance being down to foreign countries where a lot of people come in right. from foreign countries and they're, some of those countries still have bands coming in here. So they're not coming in. Sure. And, um, and, and so, it, but it affected. So 28,000, you're right in California and, and Florida in, in those operations. And, and I see, cause I belong to a number of organizations and the thing of it is what people tell us is what our, what our, our attendees, our members tell us is that they're 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 interested in getting back to normal. They're interested in meeting. They're interested in getting together. But the problem is the venues are nervous about it. The you have to plan for that. In other words, if you're doing a program in, with an organization uh, for March, you have to plan now and hope that it holds for March because mm-hmm. people have to uh, commit money to the venue. And they've got contracts to sign and they've got menus to plan. And what I see now is there's there's a double whammy. We've got to cancel things four months from now because we can't afford to plan for it now. And it's just mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of uh, uncertainty. So yeah, then what and, and are, yeah. it's it's hit it's hit every avenue of the financial world. Right. Uh, yeah, you it know, affects every one. Of yeah, us. it affects it affects everything. And now so you've got these companies that are not willing to commit. And so that's revenue that those ho- those hotels and everything else and airlines aren't able to capture right. because people aren't w- willing to commit to it out, out front. And uh, uh, there's a lot of meetings. You know, I spend time. It's the longest time I haven't I haven't flown right to an event yes. because I'm right. usually spending 30 days a year at continuing education. Mm, exactly. This year has been a bust. And yeah. so, but so think of all that lost revenue for all, for all that. Mm-hmm. And, and so and I was just looking at another article here. Airlines uh, are out, uh, you know, this actually, uh, what, airlines are, um, they're looking at cutting more than 30,000 jobs without, if, if they don't get billions more in federal aid. Sure. So here's airlines saying that they're going to c- cut 30,000 potential jobs, 28,000 from Disney. And, um, and it's all, not that we're, you know, it's just the uncertainty of where to go in, in the future. And I think about, you know, this, a lot of people were wondering, well, who are those 28,000 that got laid off from Disney and 67% were part-time. Right. There's a lot of people who were furloughed. And those are people that really need to work. And they, they do, need right? Money. And yeah. so now they're going to be faced with a, a decision. How do I get a new job in a post-COVID world or during, right, the, you know, right. whoever knows what happens? How do I do that? What do I do with my 401k? That's a big question that people are, are saying now is I've saved up money at my company. Now they've released me. What do I do? I and, imagine, um, don't you imagine that people have already, you know, when you talk about that 14% who've wiped out their savings, don't you imagine a lot of this number of people who've been furloughed and whatever, they've already borrowed from their 401k, and that's a stiff penalty stuff. And they got to report it for income tax, and they're already hurting. Yeah. And luckily, I mean, the, the, when the CARES Act came out, they did lighten up some of those, uh, you know, so people could get into things and, and, and not necessarily have certain penalties that ordinarily they would have had. Right. But it doesn't eliminate the fact that with these 401ks, People pulling out twenty, thirty thousand dollars to get by at the end of the year, you're going to have to pay taxes on that as if you earned it. Exactly. So, so what are we going to do? Re- what are we going to do about this? What, 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 what's you know what's the next move for people? Well, the first thing that people need to do, especially if you're being if you've been laid off and you're and you're one of those in the, in that situation, 
is remember this. If you are not at your job, your 401k shouldn't be either. Right, um, right. Because there's not, there's really no help over there. We call it the 1-800-NO-HELP line because what ends go. up happening is you get a, a, a account with a 401k and you get a phone number. And they say, if you have any questions, you call this phone number. And that phone number isn't anybody you know. It's usually somebody that's an operator at a desk. There you go. And so that's just something you got to be aware of is, is if you're not your job, one of the decisions that you have to make is how do I move that money into something that you can control? And the good thing is everybody's eligible to do a rollover. A rollover is a tax-free situation where you can take your 401k. You can, in, in fact, roll that money. It's really easy if you do the paperwork right. If, it's, if you don't do the paperwork right, it's very hard. But you can roll that money into an IRA, take control of it, and now you can use some different rules uh, that are available to people on using that money, maybe if you need to, sure. or just saving it to help you down the road. The disadvantage, though, is a lot of people think, well, I don't know what to do, so I'll just leave it there. And then years go by, and then we have people that come into the office, and they say, I really need help financially. You know, I've worked for six companies, and I have six 401ks, and I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And so now is a good opportunity to really take control to some of that and, and put yourself in a better situation and, and create a plan. But, um, but, you know, here's another thing, too, is it's, hinti- it's hitting rental units. Big time. Okay, mm-hmm. so if we look at, at that, single-family mm-hmm. rentals make up 35% of all retail housing, of all rental housing, 35%. And those are the ones that are in the biggest decline. So a couple pro tips that we tell people, number one, is make sure that you have income from more things than just real estate. Yeah, don't put it all in one basket because that basket's going to break. Yeah, and, and yeah. so sometimes what people do is they will retire and they retire and they say, well, I'm just going to get into the real estate market. And know nothing about and it. And know nothing about it. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. And, and, it, and so what ends up happening is you're not, you don't know about it. It's okay to if you have somebody who can teach you on how to do it, that's okay. But it's not a quick fix. But it's not a quick fix. And it's not yeah. something you want to do with everything. And you want to make sure that you have multiple streams of income in retirement too. Um, so maybe you do have some income in retirement from social security, pension, real estate, investments, and different things like that. We just say that you need to have multiple streams of income. One of the big things that came out this year is people were seeing that their income in retirement, uh, they were pulling it from different things you know, that were all in the stock market. So when the stock market went down, it affected everything. Mm-hmm. It affected all that which is a big, that's a that, that's hard pill to swallow when you're dealing with a COVID situation and a market crash and then saying, man, I lost my job. I got to dip into the money while it's losing value just so I can make ends meet. That's tough. Wow. You know, it, it's interesting because I'm retired technically from Disney. I get a pension. I get social security. Um, I have this little bit of a job here and they actually actually pay me to do this which is surprising in itself, but I lost. <laughs> I it's like, I wander in through the door and Pete says to me, you still here? But, um, <laughs> but um, I lost my entire um, um, season because I'm an author. Yeah. And, uh, and there are, you know, a number of months in the year when I do talks, I sell books, I do author events, everything, everything was canceled this year. So I lost a lot of money. Uh, selling my books and doing my talks. So, mm-hmm. you know, even now I'm retired. Yes, I do have other streams of income, which made me think, gosh, what do people do when they don't have those other streams of income or mainstreams of right. income? But it is it is scary stuff. But what does this do for dividends, for distribution? Does this change that also? Yeah, I was reading where on Motley Fool called this year the COVID dividend collapse. Oh, dear. I, yeah, I yeah. saw that too, and it right? about shocked me. Yeah. 
And starting back in April, a lot of companies cut their dividends or suspended their dividends altogether. And that's not a good thing if you're, you know, dividend or you're a dividend investor. Right. And you come to expect maybe two to three, four percent, four percent on in your dividends, money. and now all of a sudden these companies are announcing we're not paying those dividends, yeah, like, and there's income loss, just like your book sales. Yeah, you look at like Dick's Sporting Goods. You know, we uh, we all know that they suspended their dividends. Estee Lauder. Wow. Yeah. The Gap, Carnival Cruise Line, mm-hmm. Goodyear Tire, Boeing, Marriott. They all suspended their dividends for heaven's sake. Well, look nice. at Carnival Cruise; they're selling their ships off now. I mean, seriously, I don't know how they're ever going to recover. Listen, we've got more to talk about. Got to take a break. Got to pay attention to the to the uh, clock here. But we're coming right back with Jerry and Nick Royer, Group 10 Financial, because clearly, listeners, you can see there's a lot here to to learn and and to uh, get some direction here to help us through this crazy time. So stay with us. We'll be right back on your hometown weekend. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Nick Royer here. Sorry to interrupt, but we'll be getting right back to the podcast in just a second. I want to tell you about something that we've put together that can really help you figure out if you are on track for a solid retirement or not. It's our On The Money 35-point retirement checklist. If you're like most of our clients, well, you want to retire with confidence knowing that you won't make any mistakes that could derail your retirement plans. But how do you do that? Most people aren't 100% sure that they even have all the right pieces in the right place in their financial puzzle, but this checklist can help you get on track. Here's how it works. You get the checklist, which we send directly to your mailbox for free. There's no cost at all. We print it, we put the stamp on it, and we even mail it to you. Then you spend about 10 minutes checking off as many of those 35 boxes that you can. Your goal is to check mark off all 35 boxes. If you can, then you are on track. If not, well, then you'll know exactly what you're missing and what needs to be fixed so that you don't have to hit a potential retirement landmine. So take our checklist challenge. It's free. And all you have to do is text the word checklist to 31996. That's it. All you have to do is text the word checklist, C-H-E-C-K-L-I-S-T, checklist, to 31996. And the checklist will show up in your mailbox in a matter of a few short days. Good luck. And may the odds ever be in your favor. Now back to the show. And here we are back, Mary Flynn, on your hometown weekend. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Having a good time today, as we usually do with Jerry and Nick Royer uh, from Group 10 Financial, our, oh gosh, our financial retirement investment wizards. So before the break, uh, we were... Uh, gosh, talking about, you know, the the dividend collapse and so on. Real estate figures into this big time. You know, there are a lot of people invested. A lot of people want to in, invest. Uh, in fact, there's, it's a funny thing. I watch HGTV and there's a program, F- Flipping 101, where the host uh, teaches people how to flip houses. Yeah. And these are people who come in, and you said this earlier, both of you, that... Um, Hey, you know what? We may be laid off, but we've got a little bit of savings. Let's start flipping houses, and because uh, then we can rent them out, and then we can sell them also. And during this whole process, they make terrible mistakes. And one mistake when you're doing this can cost you twenty thousand dollars. You can lose not only whatever profit you hope to make, but whatever investment you made in the first place. So, so the whole property real estate thing from from the ground up is risky, isn't it? It it is if it's the only thing that's in your portfolio. Yeah, which is what ends up happening in these type of situations. 
um, people will look at their finances and say, well, you know, I might not be able to get a job for a while. So let's just take all of our money and put it over here. And key word that I just said is take all of our money. Right. Because this is what we see is people over leveraging. Exactly. Now, if it was 10, 20% of your money and you said, you know, I'm going to take some of this free cash that I have and I really don't want to go back to work. I want to get into real estate and you know what you're doing, then maybe that's a different sure. situation. Right. But some people are looking at it like, well, I'm just going to take all this money, everything, all my cash stash and everything mm -hmm. else, and let's just get in real estate because now has got to be a good time. And I've had real estate agents tell me, or you know, and, and investors say that they're really concerned about the next six months. And again, well, just we're in an we're election year. Well, that's well, yeah. so it's going to cause a lot of things, a lot of more volatility in the market during an election year. It's and just, Jerry, that's, that's so true. Yeah. I mean, people forget that. Right? But I mean, the thing is, is all this is creating uncertainty. It's all right. creating emotion. Yeah. And the downside to what it does to Wall to, to, to Main Street, the people on Main Street is what ends up happening is they hear all this mm -hmm. and they tend to get emotional and then they make emotional decisions with their money. That's risky. And they end up trying to time the market. Mm. And they say, well, you know, I'm hearing this. so I'm going to get out. I'm going to try and time the market and I'll try and figure out when I'm going to get back in. Look at the last election. There was a lot of people who tried to time it then saying, well, this person gets in, it's going to destroy the market or if that person gets in, it's right. going to do the same thing. And what happened? The market actually went up and we actually yeah. tend to see, um, we, I have a chart I'm looking at right here. And that just blows. And this goes th back to 1925 and it goes through every um, historical, like Democrat, Republican, and what the market has done. And historically speaking, the stocks have continued higher regardless of presidential party. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, this is going back to, to 1925. This isn't to say, don't believe one way or the other. That's right. not what I'm saying at all. Right. All that I'm saying is a lot of times this stuff is all noise. It gets yeah. digested. And then we move on our merry way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a, pr a pro tip is that you need to have an investment plan that can weather any storm because there's going to be good and there's going to be sour markets. Well, you know, that's I think what all this boils down to is what you just said, Jerry. I think there needs to be a plan. I'm not sure. I mean, I've had friends over the years who've done day trading. They spend so many mm -hmm. hours a day on their computer they're 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 using real money to do this and they have other things i mean it just seems like well gosh my you know my 401k is not looking too good i'm going to do this here there's no plan it's just tactics so you guys you do the planning like we right. need you to say look let's start from a and let's get all the way to z and not skip anything in between am i right yeah there's a, you have to look at it there's five whole things and usually this is the stuff that most of the times it was it was only talked about if you if you were wealthy then you had all these plans and for some reason it made it down to like everybody thinking well i don't need that plan because i don't have that much money that's and that's true. not the truth that, yeah there, you know you need an investment plan yeah. to help make sure that you don't get decimated if there's a market crash you need an income plan in retirement to help make sure that your money lasts as long as you do. You need a health care plan because, heck, health care, long-term care are major expenses. You need a tax plan so that you're not paying Uncle Sam unnecessary money. And you need an estate plan to help make sure that your money passes on to the next generation as easily and effortlessly as possible. Mm -hmm. The thing is, most people only have an investment plan. They miss all the other things. And so what we try and teach people is it's very, very important. If you were to build a house 
you wouldn't build a house without a blueprint. Mm -hmm. You would have a blueprint, right? It's true. I would hope so. (laughs) And so it's very, very important when it comes to retirement that you've got to have a blueprint, Mm -hmm. a blueprint that says, here's my investment plan, my income plan, my healthcare plan, my tax plan, my estate plan. But more importantly, but also above that, that you have money that is principal protected and maybe money that's at risk. And that can really weather a storm like what we had this year of COVID. Sure. If you have money that is principal protected, along with money that has some risk, you know, with it over on the other side, then you can weather a storm because you have money that's protected during those down moves. The thing is, about 90% of the people we meet with have virtually all of their money. I would say 90, 95% of their wealth is at the stuff that if the market goes down 5%, they feel that 5% down mm-hmm. move. Right, right. And going forward with all this, does, you know, the uncertainty of you know, uh, Disney unemployment, uh, what could happen to the airports, this is something that people definitely need to have money that's principal protected along with money that does have better horsepower growth potential. But don't put all of your eggs in one basket. You don't want to have everything that is all at risk because if this turns the other direction and starts to go down more long term, that's not going to be a place to be. Sure. What about interest rates right now? I mean, uh, is, is this any good? Because right now, th- one side of this whole money issue is, oh, get your house now because the interest rates, you'll never see interest rates like this again. They're at zero or minus zero, whatever. How does that figure in? Well, you know, the Fed chairman, Jerome Powell, said he's keeping interest rates low for probably the next two to five years. And that means, you know, Mary, that your banking account, your checking account, your savings account, money market accounts, CDs, they're pathetic. Right, They've already right. been pathetic. And he's telling us it's going to remain that way. Mm-hmm. For and, years. Yeah, for not, years. Not, right? not yeah, weeks, not, months, exactly. years. Right, so right. Listen to these people. I mean, he's in charge of the bucks, you know. Mm-hmm. So when they come out and tell us that, let's pay attention. Blackstone, who manages over $564 billion, is saying that the next 10 years could be the lost decade. Well, you know what? From 2000 to 2010, that was a lost decade. Right. So we're possibly going to experience two lost decades over the last, what? Yeah, the last 30, 30 years, years right, right, right by the time it's done. And, it, and here's what that means is it's going to be incredibly hard to get returns going forward. And that's and, going to make people make some really so, crazy mistakes. Okay, so here's here's what I want to ask you because we've got just a few minutes left and I want to, yeah. I, I really want our listeners to leave with your your best advice here. Uh, by the way, uh, they can also go to www.group10financial.com uh, to reach you or 407-960-4052. In a, the couple of minutes we have left, give us some quick takes on the common mistakes or resolving them or w- what do you see for people going forward now? Yeah, I think what we're moving into a period where the next 10 years, like I said, is not going to res- even look like the last 10 years. The last 10 years was up for the market. I mm. think the next 10 years is not going to look that way. It's going to be much more challenging. And so it's important for people, if you are going to be invested in the market, again, you, 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 you want to have two types of money. You want money that can, per, that can per, be protected. It's principal protected. The downside is most people use CDs. And CDs right now of low interest rates, we call them certificates of depreciation or certificates mm. of disappointment because they're not paying much. And so what you need is a plan where you can participate in gains linked to the market, but protect that money from any downside moves if the market goes down. So you need a participate and protect plan where you basically have the potential to get good gains, 
but protect your wealth from unnecessary mm -hmm. losses. Then what you need on top of that is you need a grow and defend plan. A lot of people, I, I, I know Dad agrees with this too. People have what they call buy and hold strategies. And what is buy and hold? Buy and hope. Exactly. You're hoping that you're going to make money. And the old, that old adage went out years ago, Mary. Mm -hmm. You know, we used to buy stock and we buy, we bought it and we held it. And the reason was you had to go to a broker. You had to get him to True. sell it. You had to get him to trade it. Today, you can do it in a matter of nanoseconds over the web. So, again, those days are gone and we've got to adapt. So, make sure if you're in the market, what we tell people is the market does not go on a straight line. Okay, it goes up, it comes back, it doesn't go up in a straight line. And so, especially now, you need a strategy where you can grow your wealth but defend it. And what I, I mean by that is almost like, and I've heard, said this before, I call it Kenny Rogers investing, where you know, you know, he said that you know, the, the gambler, you <laughs> right. know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, and know when to run. Right. And right now, you need a plan that can adapt. You're in the market when it's opportunistic to do so, but you can adapt and make adjustments. Wow. That's what we're telling people is be able to have principal protected money, make sure you have multiple streams of income, that you can grow your wealth, but then also don't be stuck into that buy and hold mentality that, that, that's that been around for years. It's just obsolete and outdated. Right. This is great advice and uh, great advice coming from two great uh, professionals who can help us do all this uh, group, 10financial.com. I urge our listeners to go there, get in touch because um, you need the plan. And that with that plan, uh, like you said, Jerry, comes hope, comes real hope, you know, because you can, you can safeguard your future for sure uh, as best like you can. Yeah, it's like a road. You don't know where you're going if you don't have a map. And, exactly. And import, it's important to have that map. Right. Thank you again so, so much, Jerry and Nick Royer, uh, Group 10 Financial. We'll hope to see you again soon because I'm sure there's going to be lots more to talk about in this crazy world as things open up and stumble along. And uh, we'll be right back. Mary Flynn on your hometown weekend, AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. You've been listening to the On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer podcast. Catch new episodes every week to discover the latest retirement strategies and tips for retiring well from Jerry and Nick. To subscribe to the podcast, head to onthemoneyshow.com. That's onthemoneyshow.com. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, SEC-registered investment advisor. Group 10 Financial and Brookstone Capital Management are independent of each other.